This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome once again to the Danvers Church of the Nazarene. We are glad you're joining us this morning. Please open your Bibles to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. If you brought your Bibles, great. If you want to open your apps, okay, good. If you want to use the, the Bibles provided for you, it's on page 960. Matthew chapter 6. We will be focusing on one verse today. Matthew chapter 6, verse 12 is our passage for today. And I am excited to share this passage with you. God has been speaking to me through it, and I pray that he will speak to you as well. We're going to do something different. We're all going to rise. That's what we do all the time as we read God's word. But we are actually going to face one another as we read out this word of God. So please rise. Please rise and stand and kind of stand next to your neighbor. Yep. And we will say it to one another. We will proclaim the word of God to one another. To one another. And please uh, be, just be careful not to speak too loud because uh, some other things might come out of your mouth. Just be gentle, be gentle as we read the word of God. Ready? Go. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Let's do that one more time. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Amen. You may take a seat. Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name, thanking you for the presence of your Holy Spirit that is abiding in us, moving among us, helping us to know the word of God, the truth of God, the truth that sets us free. And today we stand amazed at the amazing grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that has been poured out to us from the cross into our hearts all throughout eternity that cleanses us from all sin, that forgives us from all of our sins. And now we want to apply that in our lives as we, as your forgiven people, forgive freely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're in the series of going all in. We are going all in because going half in just doesn't, it's just doesn't feel right. On a hot summer's day, the sun is scorching hot and you're at the, at the beach and you're really, really hot and you just hear those waves crashing and you, you want to go in but you're just afraid so you kind of dip your toe into the sea. Oh, how you wish you could just do a cannonball into the sea and be refreshed. Jump in to the grace of God. Today, I, I welcome you to open your hearts to listen to the word of God and let it take effect in your lives because it's been taking effect in my own heart. Today's sermon, today's message is a difficult one. Honestly, if I could, I don't want to preach it because I need to embody the message and forgiveness is a theme that I don't think I do too well in, but only by the grace of God I stand here and I share with you and I'm also preaching at my Self. St. Augustine called this portion of the Bible as a terrible petition. Why is it a terrible petition? Because the word is so clear. Forgive us our sins. We are praying to God. Forgive us our sins, O God. That's good. But then it connects. As we also forgive, as also 
have forgiven our debtors. Those who have sinned against us, help us to forgive them. Now, let's look at the word together. It's on the screen right now, and it says, Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. In other words, forgive us our sins. Forgive us our trespasses. That's all good. We recognize that we sin, we lie, we cheat, we lust, and we have things in our hearts that are dirty, just like Monique was saying. Our hearts are chained with all of these things. We recognize that. But go to the next slide. Let me frame this in a way that will help you, okay? Forgive us our sins as we forgive others. Now, recognize this, okay? There's this picture of a, a young girl, lovely young girl, and she's dripping her ice cream all over her mom, right? But her brother kind of spilt ice cream on hers, and she's saying, what she's saying? Look at what you did. You spilled ice cream on my shoe, and you expect me to forgive you? And then the bum's like, uh, excuse me, dear. <laughs> look, look what you're doing. See, have you ever been in that place of the little boy that you've harmed someone else because of maybe your words, your actions, your deeds? Have you been in the place of the mom? Like you've seen maybe your children fight and they just don't realize how much grace and love that you have given them. And also, have you ever been, and I'm not asking you to raise hands, but have you ever been in the place of that little girl, the lovely little, oh, the nerve, right? You know, the little girl who, who's harming someone else but can't seem to forgive. I'm going to speak to that little girl today. Maybe if that little girl is found in your hearts today, may this word nourish you, may this word convict you, may this word challenge you towards Christ-likeness, towards praying this prayer with integrity. Now, let me go to the next slide. The word as is highlighted. Forgive us as Forgive us our sins as also, we also have forgiven our debtors. If that word as wasn't there, it would be an easy prayer. Just forgive us. Yeah, and maybe sometimes when I feel like it, I'll forgive others. You know, like once in a lifetime, once in a blue moon, I'll forgive others, you know, because I, they harmed me, they abused me, they mocked me. But Jesus' words are very clear. Forgive us our sins as we also have forgiven our debtors. So that is a combined petition. So let me ask you this. How many of you find it easy to forgive other people? How many of you find it easy? Yep, some of us. Praise the Lord. How many of you find it easy to forgive yourself? Many of us beat ourselves up when we make a mistake. Oh, you could have done better, Elisha. When I go to play golf, oh, I could have shot, hit that shot a bit to the left and it'll have gotten, gotten closer to the pin or something like that. Or you, you're at work and, oh, I could have done better than my friend and you just beat yourself up. Maybe the difficulty of forgiveness is the weight that we carry and the weight that Jesus wants to take off our shoulders this morning. In the Hebrew, forgiveness is lifting off a weight in the Old Testament. 
in the New Testament, Jesus embodies this forgiveness. You see, Jesus, he's the son of God, he's the son of man with no sin at all. No sin. He's never harmed anyone, hurt anyone, spoken ill of anyone, thinking ill of anyone. He walked on this earth a pure life. He is the pure, holy Lamb of God. But to that Lamb of God, and he preached about the kingdom, he preached about repentance because he wanted relationship, people to come back to God. But what people did, just people like you and me, they hung him on a cross. They killed him. They couldn't take his message. They thought, wow, you're just blaspheming, so we're going to kill you. Jesus, who has the power to call ten legions of angels, carries the cross, goes up the cross, he dies. And on the cross, one of the things he says, and I, I still cannot fathom the mystery of how Jesus could do this, but what does he say? Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Father, forgive them, for they do not know. Now imagine me, and I, I'm not saying I'm Jesus, but I'm just imagining myself with my holy imagination being persecuted for nothing that I've, no wrong. Would I be able to expend that kind of forgiveness? And honestly, it's difficult to say yes. I want to. My heart is there. And I know the Holy Spirit would empower me in that moment. But even for your lives, when people speak ill of you, think ill of you, speak behind your back, maybe harm you, maybe oppress you, maybe are racist against you, all of these things, are we able to forgive? Well, today's sermon title is, is very simple. Forgiven people forgive freely. Say to your neighbor. Forgiven people forgive freely. Why did Jesus die on the cross? He died so that his blood may wash over the sin of all humanity for all those who believe in his name and his death and resurrection so that we may be forgiven. How many of us are forgiven this morning? We are the forgiven. Amen. We have been forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. Yet he still gives it freely by his grace. Cheap grace is not what we're after because grace came at a very high price at the life price of Jesus Christ on the cross. So we have been forgiven. For those who have yet to experience this forgiveness, come talk to me. Come talk to Larry. We will talk with you and we will help you on that journey towards regeneration, to saying yes to Jesus. And today I'm excited because we're going to have communion with our children today. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite them to the table. And they don't have to know doctrine, theology. They don't have to, but they do have to know this. When you come to the table, when you take the bread, and when you dip it into the juice, when you put it into your mouth, you are declaring yes to Jesus. 
And do you know how I trust in that invitation? Because as they grow up, they will learn more about the Bible. They will be discipled in the church of Jesus Christ. And they will be able to have a tangible faith in God. And the Holy Spirit will grip them. And they will grow strong in the Lord. And they will remember, when I was two years old, when I was three years old at the Danvers Church of the Nazarene, I came to the communion table. I took the bread and I dipped it in the juice. And I put it in my mouth. And I said yes to Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the hope. And it's not only for our children, it's for every single person. The gospel message. How wonderful is that? We have the message of hope. Can you see that I'm excited? I get really excited. This message is in me. And I want to share it. I want to share it with the rest of Danvers. I want to share it with the people in the North Shore, the 780,000 people. I want to share it with the people in this nation and all over the world because this message has saved me, has given me hope. And the reason that I live is because Jesus has saved me. I have no doubt in my mind that if God can do that for me, he can do that for you. And let me tell you, I am not a champion or a professional of forgiveness, but I serve the champion of forgiveness. His name is Jesus, and I'm following him. And the more I follow him, he gives me the capacity and the grace to live out the truth that forgiven people forgive freely. Uh, let me share with you a, a story of, of Bobby and, and Timmy. They're twins. And Bobby and Timmy are playing with trains. And my son, Leah, also likes trains. And I play choo-choo. And he's like, chick, 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 chick. And Bobby and Timmy are playing together. And um, as they're playing, they, they begin to kind of nudge each other. Bobby nudges. And then Timmy nudges. And then the nudge becomes kind of a shove. And what happens? The shove comes back stronger. And then what happens? It becomes kind of a body check. And then it comes a body check. And then mom comes into the situation. And mom says, hey, Bobby, Tim, what's going on? And what do they say? Oh, oh, mother, I have sinned. Oh, mother, it's me that I, I own up. I, do they say that? No. Mommy! Timmy did that. Mommy. Bobby did that. He started it. He hit me first. It's all about blaming and shaming. And then mommy just de-escalates the situation. Okay, okay. Now you have to say sorry. And you know they always take a while to say sorry. They don't just say it. It takes a while. Mm. <laughs> sorry. 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 But he's not saying it. He didn't say it. <laughs> you know, it's always like that. Bobby and Timmy. And it's, it's very similar in our own lives. Of course, the trains turn to work and other things and we, we grow up. But in our hearts, we still fight. We harm one another. Now, do you know why I hate sin? I hate sin because it's from the pit of hell. But at the same time, I hate sin because it harms relationships. Our relationship with God, our relationship with one another. 
Now, when we pray this prayer according to what Jesus has taught us, forgive us our debts as we also forgive those who have debt against us, sinned against us, literally. We always want to think of, they should say sorry to me first. They started it. If it wasn't for them, that action, that weird smirk that they put on me first, I wouldn't have reacted in that way. So they should come to me first, not according to the Bible. Because did you say sorry to Jesus before he died for you on the cross? Even while we were yet in our sins, he loved us. For all have fallen short to the glory of God, and yet God's love embraced us through his finished work on the cross. You didn't even recognize Jesus, but he still died for you anyway. Now, that's amazing forgiveness. That's amazing love. But when we are challenged and encouraged to forgive others as we have been forgiven, we are very stingy and I'm speaking to myself. Let me give you a real example. I am a South Korean man living in a foreign land called the United States of America. And you guys have a wonderful land. God bless you. God bless America. But sometimes I, I encounter situations that are quite uncomfortable. I, I went to a, a store and I, I wanted to uh, have my tires rotated. <laughs> so the front tires go to the back and the back tires come to the front so that I can use my tires for a longer time and I don't have to buy tires. You know the deal. And when I first bought my four tires from this store, they said to me, you have a lifetime warranty of free rotations. Come in whenever you want. We'll change the rotations for you. So, on a, on a nice day, I went there and I said, yeah, can I have my tires rotated? I said, sure, have a seat. It's going to take about an hour. After an hour of waiting, they come to me and say, oh, sorry. No, actually, that's what I heard. They didn't say sorry. But do you know what they said? They said, we cannot do that service for you because of this, this, and this reason. Now, the reason I can't share with you, um, it's just tiny reasons you know what? I will share with you. They said to me that something on my wheel nuts, you know, they're not original wheel nuts, so you need to buy 16 or 20 new wheel nuts and come back to the store, and then we can do that for you. And I thought to myself, okay, so when I bought the tires, I had the same wheel nuts, and they sold me four tires with the same wheel nuts and they didn't tell me it was a safety issue back then but now suddenly now it's become this issue of safety sir it's for your safety so after an hour of waiting i was not given the service now i am a child of the living god i know that but when I feel there is injustice put against me, I become quite strong. So I went to the counter. I said, sir, in the agreement, it says I receive free tire rotations, and you're telling me that my wheel nuts are not original. Now, I just 
need to understand. Help me understand. And in my heart, do you know what's happening? The raging seas, you know, like the raging seas are like my, my emotions. Is he being racist? You know, what did I do wrong? All these things, and it's raging. And he finally says, yeah, uh, sorry, we just can't do it. So I said, okay. On the way home, I'm praying. And guess what I'm praying? I'm holding on to my, my, my wheel. God! God! You know, it's just no words because I just feel so hurt. There was a promise and it was broken. Integrity, right? And I just felt so wronged. And the Holy Spirit gently, in his kindness, comes to my heart. And what does he do? Reminds me of the Bible. Forgive us our trespasses as we also have forgiven those who have trespassed against us. I said, God, give me another verse. You know, <laughs> that is not the right verse. I am mad. <laughs> I am raging mad, God, but yes the de-escalation of the Holy Spirit came into my heart. But then as I, I prayed that prayer of forgiveness, the Holy Spirit nudged me one step further and he said, pray for that person. Pray for that person, that manager of that store. I said, okay, God, well, what do you want me to pray for? <laughs> pray for his salvation. <laughs> pray that you'll see him in heaven. Okay, so this is me again. <laughs> God, this one's tough, God, this one's tough. And every time I pass that store, that memory comes back to me. It really does, I'll be honest. And I don't know if I'll go back. But listen, I have made a choice in my own heart to free me from that experience of whatever you call it, injustice, pain, harm, yes, it was, but to free me from that place of harm, God has given me the antidote to healing, and it's to forgive. And not only just say, yeah, forgive and forget. I don't believe in that. It's to forgive with my will because the word is teaching me to do so, and at the same time to go one more step and say, God, bless that person, Bless him so that he may know the truth and maybe I'll see him in heaven. I really want to see him in heaven, but not on this earth. I really want to see him in heaven, God, you know? <laughs> and I'm being raw with you. And if God allows me to meet him one more time, I pray that I will have the grace to say, listen, man, you, you hurt me. You hurt me real good. But I'm praying for you, man. And I hope we can maybe have some McDonald's together or some Jersey Mike's, you know. And we'll, we'll sit down and we'll, we'll talk and we'll be able to try to fix this. Maybe you had a bad day. Yeah. And maybe we'll try to reconcile. I have that open-heartedness and God's working on me. But what about you? When you drive past a certain store or drive by a certain person's house or when Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter comes and you think of this person or this situation, 
It's, it's that toxic poison that's being pumped into your heart every time you harbor bitterness because you haven't forgiven them. It's harming you more than it's harming them. You relive that moment of standing at that counter and being denied service. That's at least what happens to me sometimes, and I have to get back to the Word and say, God, help me. And he's sanctifying me through that process. But listen, God commands us to pray this prayer for your benefit. And when you embrace this prayer, and when you go all in with this prayer, you know what happens? The redemptive story of God's grace begins to expand, expand, and expand, and maybe one day you'll meet that person in heaven, and your prayer was that prayer that got them over the line. Wouldn't we rejoice when we see one more lost soul come to Jesus as we live out forgiveness that we have embraced? We really need to respond to this word today because I believe the word of God breathed by the Holy Spirit becomes the now word of God. Maybe some of you have been harboring bitterness for decades on end. And you've been seeing the side effects of harboring bitterness. Your heart becomes heavy. Remember in the Hebrew, forgiveness is the heavy weight being lifted. Do you want freedom this morning? Freedom comes from the word of God, and the word of God says this. Forgive us our sins, God, as we forgive those who sin against us. But you might say to me, Elijah, you don't understand the abuse that I've been through. You don't understand the pain I've been through. You don't understand my background. You don't understand my history. Well, I don't, but God does. And God wants to free you. Okay, Elijah, I can, free, I can forgive other people, but I can't forgive myself, the wrong that I've done. And I don't know what you've been through. I don't know your story, but do you know who knows? God does. And he says, listen, daughter, listen, son, today's the day that I want to set you free by the truth that I put before you. And when you embrace the truth of forgiveness, you will indeed be set free. The heavy burden lifted by the forgiveness from the Lord going through us to others and to me. And let me put this one out. Maybe some of you are having a hard time forgiving God. Not that God needs forgiveness from us. He's done no wrong. He can never do no wrong. He is good. I am convinced of it. No one can tell me otherwise. God is good. You're awake. God is good. <laughs> and all the time, he is good. I'm convinced. But some of you are angry at God. Things happened in your life. You lost a loved one or loved ones 
early in their lives. Or your loved ones are suffering and you think God is to blame. Let me tell you this morning, God is not the author of evil. God is completely good. And yet he's sovereign. And let me just extend your thought, okay? God is good. And yes, bad things happen. How do we reconcile that? The answer is we cannot. We can't. We cannot explain God. Why? He is infinitely big and we are finite people. But when God works in our lives, it's something like this, that he is able to turn around the most drastic and amazingly tumultuous and terrible experiences towards good. Now, if a small g God could turn something good into better, hey, we could understand that. But our God with the big G, our good, gracious, heavenly Father, is able to turn something that is drastically, terribly bad, and he's able to turn that into good. I believe in a God like that. And I want you to trust in a God like that. Oh, How can something so tragic become so beautiful? How can the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, so drastic, so terrible, turn into something so glorious as the resurrection? Because when Jesus died on the cross, the evil one thought, yes, we've won. We have killed the Messiah. But after three days, up from the... He arose. We need the choir in our church, don't we? (laughs) That's the power of God. That's the love of God. So don't fret if your story is still being written, if the stories of your children are still being written. Have patience, have perseverance, and pray this prayer over them so that they may live a life of forgiveness. Because forgiven people... Forgive freely. There is power in forgiveness. Today God wants to set us free from the bondage of harboring bitterness. Let us not withhold forgiveness to our enemies this morning. Let us not wish ill of those who have harmed us. Let us not want them to just pay and suffer for the sins that they have done to us. Let us not inject the poison of harboring unforgiveness into our own souls. There is no room for that this morning because we are the temple of the living God. We need to spend our energy on good things, pure things, righteous things, holy things, sharing the love of Jesus. This world needs you to be healed so that you have that message of healing for them and hope for them. Amen? So we turn to Ephesians 4, chapter 32, and we'll we'll read it together. Let's read this together as a congregation. Ready? Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Amen and amen and amen. 
I want to live, as Paul wrote to the Ephesians church, to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just again, as, just as. Okay, let's, let's look at it in this way. I've divvied up the word of God for you so that you focus on the as. We need to embrace this, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as who? Christ. In Christ, God forgave you. Okay, everyone say amen. amen. Next one. Follow God's example. Hold on, God's example? God's example is John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So listen. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children walk in the way of love. Listen, forgiveness comes down to love. And we don't have the power to love, so we need to embrace the power of God's love. Amen to that? Let's keep going. Just as Christ loved us. Everyone do this with me. Jesus loves you. And gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Are we willing to embrace the message God is giving us today? Forgiven people, forgive freely. Let's look at that picture one more time. Remember the girl? That girl that is living in you today needs to learn a lesson, and that lesson is this. Forgiven people forgive freely. And as we do, you will walk in the Spirit you will experience the abundance of life and joy and peace. You will see God changing and redeeming situations that you thought were impossible. And I leave you with this, and I leave this message for that lovely girl with a nerve. Impossible is spelt like this, I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. Correct? Spelling be correct? Add one capital H in front of that word, and it becomes him possible. Through him, all things are possible. Through him, your bitterness can turn to forgiveness. Through him, your tears can be turned into joy. Through him, we can see life through the ashes. Through him, it is possible. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for teaching us that forgiveness is a must for those who have been forgiven. And for those who need to take that first step to be forgiven by you today, may they make that step today in Jesus' name. And for those of us who need to do some soul searching today, right now in this place, give us the courage to go forward and say, I forgive him 
her, that auntie, that uncle, that grandma, that grandpa, my mom, my dad, my son, my daughter, my friend, my next door neighbor, my co-worker. Father, help us to pray this prayer with integrity. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And Father, may we see the glory of the Lord in our lives on display as we obey your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.